Hello. Hello. Hi. Welcome Hi. to Pride the Podcast with Pride, Pride the, the Series. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy hump day. Happy hump Happy day. Hump day. We're back, back, and we are still in quarantine. We are still in quarantine. But you know what? We have a very special episode for y'all today. We do. Tell us, Ashley. Tell us. We got a guest, y'all. Yay! And you know who it is? Who? Tell me. Creator. Producer. Uh Writer. Uh Uh Director. Uh Actor. Uh Peter Page! (laughs) You probably know him best for his role as Emmett Honeycutt on Queer as Folk. That's right. Or maybe his creative role in the Fosters and Good Trouble spinoff on Freeform. And his brand new film, The Thing About Harry. Yeah. Available now on Freeform, Hulu. You can buy Uh, it on iTunes iTunes for $2.99. It's so cute. It's adorable. It really is. So during this pandemic, if you just want to be taken out of your depression, totally recommend The Thing About Harry on Freeform, Hulu, and iTunes. iTunes. $2.99. $2.99. It's a gay rom-com. And we are going to talk to Peter. Peter. Oh, my God. I said Peter. (laughs) Peter. The wine might be getting tar. That's that Texas line. Um, So we're going to talk about a little bit about that later. But what's been going on with you guys? What's going on? Absolutely nothing. Quarantine life. I have had too many quarantinis. I don't know what to do (laughs) with myself. Quarantinis. That's good. What is the recipe for a quarantini? Can you tell me? I sure can. It's two parts sadness, one part (laughs) depression, and another splash of desperation. Where's the vodka come in? Oh, that's just on that's the side. That's just the base. Like, oh, oh. It's a quarantine with a side of vodka. That's the base, and then everything else is just on the side. Right. Yeah. That's what I've been doing. Of course, I'm still working, doing my nine to five mm-hmm. thing, and mm-hmm. then. At home. How's that? That's How's great. working from home? It's fine. I can do anything that I would be doing in the office at home. Mm-hmm. Don't really understand why we're wasting money for rent for does a building. Does it make you want to like work from home like from now on? I wanted to do that pre pandemic. Oh, okay. I don't well, you should issue. then state your case and be like, I want to stay home after this. Well, well, our hours were already really flexible, but we do everything by like Zoom and calls mm-hmm. and emails anyway. And if we're having a meeting in person, it all could have been done in an email anyway. A word. So, I'm so tired of those I'm meetings. I'm so tired of those meetings. <clears throat> but I, not that I want more emails, but you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Life hasn't really changed for me. That's good. Yeah, okay, you consider yourself lucky. Yeah, I've also been working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it's interesting because you know, if anybody knows anything about us, I live in a really fun house, and I want to always be seeing what everybody else doing. Um, but it's it's been trying. I will say, kind of like brain set. It makes you think, why do we have to get up and go to work when I feel like I've done the same thing I would do in the office here right now? Right. Yeah. But you know what? We are um, ladies of a certain age, and I think we are mature to do our work on our own, but maybe some people who are like 21, if they were home, they really would probably get fired. Maybe. 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 I don't know. know. I will say the people in my company that are younger have been doing a really great job by doing their work, actually doing their work. They're actually doing better work. Yeah. And it, it could be because people do want to be home. And I think especially now with this pandemic, we've started to realize that our family and our friends is the most important thing. And being home mm-hmm. with those you love most makes you feel a certain level of comfort. You're like, well, I got to leave my house and put my life in danger. So hell, I might as well work. And I think to the older generation who pre-technology, mm-hmm. pre-most technology, their routine was wake up, eat breakfast, take the kids to school, go to work, mm-hmm. spend eight hours there, come home and do the whole thing over again mm-hmm. all week. 
these days it doesn't work like that. It's so blended. Our work life, mm-hmm. our fun life, our friend life, our hobby life, all of it is so blended into a 24-7 thing. Mm-hmm. And I think a silver lining in this pandemic is corporations or employers are now seeing that. So who knows so. what's going to happen after this? It's really going to change our lives for forever. Because now that we've had a taste of this, it's going to be like, well, maybe we should rethink these things. Yeah. Maybe we don't need to have an office because space. Because I, I tell you what, after six o'clock, that's when like the day ends, let's say. Mm-hmm. But I've been home all day. So if I see an email or something come in at like 738, my laptop is still up. So, oh, let me look at that computer. So it could, you could make the argument that you're becoming more efficient outside of work side hours see i don't do that because number one they don't pay me outside of that and number two um i want to make sure you it's, it's important i think during this to keep a work-life balance and to keep a separation of the two and it's very hard i will agree with brayden it is very hard that my computer and my setup is in the living room and if i get an email or i get a message and i can see it come through i always I also turn it off on my phone most people have emails on their phone so i turn that off as well and it's like oh got to step away from this otherwise you realize that you're just working 24 hours a day and work is always supposed to be a work-life balance yeah well unfortunately for me i was just let go uh, Same, so, you know it, it, it is what it is it's not my fault out of my hands you know there's nothing i could do um fortunately though i was told that hopefully they're opening up another location in uh august uh, so everyone, keep your fingers crossed that um, I'll be able to transition to, but over there. And then yes. in the meantime, I'm you know unemployment. You're doing unemployment um, so too. That's good. I, you know, well, I mean, I, I can make it like this month, and then maybe another month, and then I don't know. But so, do you think you're? Are you? I guess you're qualified for that. The check that's coming to you according to the stimulus bill. I guess. The house yeah. just I guess mm-hmm. allegedly. I don't know. I'll trust it when I see it. Yeah. yeah. Because they um, didn't say any, like, timeline or anything of when that was. That, no, I heard someone I say it might be a two few or three weeks, weeks. Yeah. but, you know. They, they I, said a few knows? weeks paper check, but they did say people who have filed and got direct deposit, they're just going to put it into their account. So they're like, just start watching your account. It's just going to drop in there, and it's going to be not taxed. It's just going to be. So you money. have to file for it, I guess? No, no, no. So you have to have filed the past two years in 2018, 2019, and if you got direct deposit when you did file your taxes those years, they're just going to deposit it into your account. Uh-huh. No questions asked. Oh. However, there's a lot of people of the older generation that prefers checks in the mail. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So those people is going to take that up could be weeks. infected with some disease. Mm-hmm. That Maybe. paper check. That's why you got like saw. Yeah, but if you spray it, is it still gonna be able to catch? The Hell to the yeah! It better, I'm gonna slide that shit right onto it's my back. Printed. It's printed. You see it? It says, I, it says non-negotiable. <laughs> IBM Trump with my Venmo information, so I was like, run me my money. I'll put my Venmo you. on Twitter. You know, he he stay on Twitter. So. You do stay on Twitter. So since everyone's been in the house, speaking of which, um, during this pandemic, what are some interesting shows you've been watching? Well, oh, hey, all you, you cool cats and kittens. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's this been talking about Tiger King. Over. Tiger King. I'm obsessed. Anybody who hasn't yeah. seen it, go on right now to Netflix. <laughs> right now. <laughs> and go watch that documentary. Damn. Everybody's seen insane. it. Insane. Like, it is so We binge watched the whole docuseries in one day. It's I did one too. of the craziest, yeah. craziest shows I've ever seen. But if you're like me out there, did you realize that this was happening? Like, the years this was happening, we were all alive. Yeah, I don't remember ever seeing any of this. Yeah, but, like, I never saw... This was on hard copy, Entertainment Tonight. I all don't of these remember seeing it. I don't say that when the beginning of that stuff happened in the 90s, we were children. But yeah. I remember 
growing up in Texas in the South, seeing these like small zoos mm-hmm. or whatever, and sure. they have like wildlife stuff. I never like went because mm-hmm. I always wanted to go to like the real zoos, yeah. quote unquote. But I remember growing up and seeing all mm. these like random zoos with random. I'm sure I did and just didn't even wildlife. realize what I was like looking at. Maybe. Crazy. It's crazy. It Anyways, crazy. so Carol killed her. Spoiler alert. We're, we're, we're going to talk about some spoiler alerts. Right. Which is, so if you haven't seen online. it, you know, turn us off. Go watch it. Whatever. Or don't turn us off. No, no, no. Don't, don't turn us off. off. No, don't turn us off. Skip ahead to the next We're not going to give you details. Just know everything's crazy. But the highlights that everybody's talking about is one of the people that the documentary talks about. She, she definitely killed her husband. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Carol so, Baskin. Because of the Netflix release of Tiger King, they're open. They're reopening the case, and there's yeah, so I many really investigators that, that um, are going to look into her again. And a legal note: um, Carol Baskin uh, denies any uh, wrongdoing in killing her husband or right. his disappearance. And she mm-hmm. will be on later to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you um, imagine that? Can you imagine? <laughs> yeah, no. Carol and um, Howard. Here's the thing: I think that. The whole show was just about a bunch of people being able to get away with something because if you realize that all three of them were doing pretty much the same thing, all of them were doing and they the are exact all running a cult, just a so, little differently. They're using tigers to <laughs> feed their other like weird affinities and all this. Yeah, stuff. but Carol like, was smart, and her marketing oh, was like she's that's an what evil I genius. Said. About, I was like, she was she, an evil genius about saving the cats. Yeah, yeah. Right. she just spun it better. She spun, she spun it, better, it better, but better. you were just keeping a bunch of lions and tigers and bears. Oh my. She also spun <laughs> that husband right down that meat grinder. Ooh, Ooh. she said that. It was this big. You couldn't get any sardines. She's like, I wouldn't kill my husband. I mean, if you want tigers to eat some, just like put sardine oil all over them. It's like, so that's how you did Sorry, it. How you did. <laughs> so I actually don't think she killed her husband. Yeah, right. You there was, because there was one line, I can't remember the guy's name, but the friend of Dawn her first husband uh-huh. Carol's first husband uh-huh. told his friend he's like if I get away with this it'll be the slickest move I've uh, ever made right, right. so I was like huh so I think yes he's dead maybe she did kill him but I think he might have been in on something they may have done something together my second question is though where is that plane that he left that regional airport and supposedly went down to Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Where did that plane end Do up? Do you really think he's dead? What if he's actually just in Costa he's Rica? So I kind of think I kind of think he's chilling in the Gulf. I That's mean, true. that line did strike a note with me too, and I was like, "Is this a wild thing?" Y'all remember that movie mm-hmm. from yeah. uh, the nineties? Miss Denise thought, Richards, well, yes. right? So I, everybody's in on this big uh-huh. scheme to scam this one person, and then they all end up killing each other or whatever. It's just like, like that, and it could have been assistant. something like that, where like something went wrong, or maybe it all went right. And he's exactly where he wants to be. Yeah. Or it all went wrong and he died. I mean, well, also the thing about Carol, though, is she broke into the office and changed the... She changed the will. That was, <laughs> that was supposed to go that. to Anne. And but she that said, was before he... Supposedly, before he died. And she said, in case of disappearance... Disappearance. Yeah. Somebody puts that in their will. Yeah. Right. And he told his family, he was like, y'all, I don't know what might happen, but I might disappear. But another thing she I was crazy. creeped out about is the way that they met. Dawn had, like, picked her up on the side of the road and like coaxed her in to come into right. the Yeah, door. and then she, she held a gun on him. Like, like they were clearly both crazy. They're both crazy. We do know that. They're both what crazy. What if Don is actually Howard Baskin and he changed his face? Is this a whole soap plot? Maybe. The whole girl, damn thing. Whole like, what if he's a tiger? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> it's probably a tiger. He's a tiger yeah. for sure. I mean, but how about what the fact if he's that we Joe? 
Yeah, he could be. Well, he could be. I mean, what if we take into account, though, that we've been celebrating Pete Buttigieg as the first gay male who's ran for president when, in fact, it was, it was Joe, Joe Exotic. Exotic. He ran for president. The shock on Brain's face. Buttigieg. Oh, my God. No. My God. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Petey. Oh, my God. Joe Another Exotic. thing, what's, we- what's weird is remember when Pete was running in the same month that the pandemic happened? Mm-hmm. That was this month. Yeah. This month has been the longest month ever. This the longest month. It's still March. It's still March. No, it's April 1st. Nope. What is... Oh, it is. Oh, what yeah, is, it is. April Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. Psych. Psych. Y'all fools. No, I, I can't get over Tiger King. I also started You on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Finished the first yeah. and second season. Joe's, okay. Joe's, Joe's crazy. Else. All the Joes Joe are crazy. Crazy. All Joe Joe Exotic. Crazy. Joe. I think I'm going to change Joe. my name to crazy. I mean Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe Crazy? Joe Crazy? Yeah. Joe Cool. I also started Joe, wasn't he the, little, the, the, the Joe Camel? No, Joe Cool was the um, the original we Joker to... um, ba- um, who killed Batman's parents. Joe Cool, but that's a whole nother We thing. can't talk mm-hmm. about Batman's parents being killed. I'm sick of it. I'm so sick Ashley of it. Ashley and I last night saw Pearls <laughs> and a Rose. <laughs> We're watching Batman versus Superman. Oh, and it's like, yeah. we, there's so many Batman movies in every single one. We gotta see Martha with them pearls and them pearls or rose coming from the theater getting shot we all know we know oh I'm so sorry the producer just came in I have to correct this for DC it's Joe Chill not Joe Cool mm. but whatever thank you producers thank you producers wait I what also, were you going to say Brady? I was, I was saying oh, yeah. that I started Little Fires Everywhere oh, oh we, we want to watch that it's pretty good um, there's a new episode out today that I haven't seen yet so I gotta catch up uh, okay. But yeah, it's pretty good. You know, Reese and Carrie. Yeah. Right. Doing Great that power, Reese power is female working. thing. Reese is working. Reese she is, is in a lot of Changing her. Hollywood. Uh, what's her name? Nicole Kidman. Changing mm-hmm. Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Also, yesterday was uh, Trans Visibility Day. Yes. That's correct. Let's yes, give a shout, a shout out to out. our trans brothers and sisters. And yes. We love and support all of you. Amen. 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 A woman. A woman. A woman. <laughs> a woman. A woman and a man. A man. Them. Them. Them they. and they. they. Yes. Theirs. We respect all pronouns here at the Prize of Podcast. We sure do. We absolutely do. And on that note, we will take a quick break and hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. With Peter Page. Peter Page. Hi, Peter Page. Hi, guys. How's it going? It's going well. It's going amazing. Welcome to Pride the Podcast yes. with Pride, Pride the, the Series. <laughs> we are so excited to have someone at your caliber join us. You're our first guest, actually, on Pride the Podcast, so yes. we're super, super excited. super excited. Thank you so much for having us. Happy to do it, you guys. Happy to do it. Awesome. Well, you are, like, to us, an icon in the LGBTQ <laughs> community. Um, we grew up watching Queer as Folk. Adam and I were talking earlier in the green room that um, green in the green room, <laughs> um, <laughs> that we used to order Queer as Folk discs on Netflix. Yeah, the DVDs. When yeah. we were like 18, Back when you could order discs on Netflix. I don't know if you still can, but I think you, you can. can. As soon as I, um, personally, as soon as I was able to, like, leave the house and become a gay man, I binged. We didn't even call it binge back then. Right. But I binged. I binged Queer as Folk, yeah. like, in a week. So I'm super excited to be having you on this podcast. 
Thanks yeah. so much. Thank you. Yeah. And no, no I mean, matter how, how old you think it implies that you are, remember I'm older. So <laughs> everybody no, just settle the hell down. Right. right. Yeah. 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 I know we do. Um, Emmett was literally one of the most influential characters um, in Queer's Folk. I was talking earlier how I feel like he had a full arc of the story. Um, I've really mentored my life after Emmett. Um, you have been such a such an icon us. So one thing I just want to ask, like, how did you mentally prepare, like, to play the role of Emmett on Queer's Folk? Like, how, what did you, what was your inspiration for that character? The thing, so, God, this is, it's been a while now. It's been 20 years since <laughs> yeah. I auditioned for that show. Um, yeah, exactly. Um, uh, the thing that, when I read that script, the thing that I sort of locked onto and that I thought was really amazing and revolutionary at the time, and to some degree still is, is that Emmett was an effeminate gay man who didn't hate himself. And I really hadn't seen that anywhere before. And I think that's ultimately why I ended up getting the job is as I was reading it, I was like, oh, this is, this is the thing that's different. This is the thing to hang my hat on. And, mm -hmm. uh, and so I did. Um, I was originally brought in to play Ted. And interesting. I think yeah, I read that. Yeah, we read that. Yeah. yeah. And um, I gave I gave my audition for for Ted to cast director, and she was like, "That's great. I'm going to give you a call back." And I said, "Can I can I read for Emmett for you?" And she was like, "Did you not just hear me say I'm going to give you a call?" Back? <laughs> and I was like, "I know, I know, and I don't ever do this, but I just have a feeling." So I read for Emmett, and she said, "I don't think I've ever done this in my career, but which role do you want to come back for?" Wow. wow. And I said, and by the way, and I don't say that to self-aggrandize, but it just, that, that's what happened. That's and I said, <laughs> you know what? You brought me in for Ted. Bring me back for Ted. Bring me to the producers for Ted. We, she did. Within 10 seconds of my Ted audition, the producers went, stop, stop. You're fantastic. You're not Ted. Would you please, <laughs> would you please consider going out in the hall and, and preparing Emmett for us? And I looked at the casting director and kind of smiled and winked. And I was like, I, I would be very happy to. <laughs> Oh, and I came, I, I'm a step ahead of you. Right. Yeah. And I, I came back. I did not say that because you don't ever want to tell, <laughs> you don't ever want to tell producers you're ahead of them. Right. They, everything, right. You want everything to be their idea. And, yeah, and absolutely. Uh, I didn't, that was just the universe working for me. I didn't know that. But now that I am a producer, I know that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, I went out and I was the very first person they, they heard read Emmett. And according to them, I, there was never anybody else. So wow. that's awesome. Wow. So yeah. did you essentially got the job right then and there? Oh, no, no, no. It was then it was it was a, another month or six weeks of auditions and um, screen tests. And I had to I had to screen test twice. You know who, who tested against me for that role? Okay. Uh, it, was, it was me, Wayne Wilkerson, who you would probably recognize from TV stuff, mostly a lot of commercials and Billy Porter. Wow. wow. Billy Porter. Billy Porter. Who, who was the definition of class. He, um, he came to the premiere, which I never would have done. If I hadn't gotten the job, I would no more have come to that premiere than the man on the moon. I'd have been eating, eating, eating those, those sour grapes. And uh, he, came, he came to the premiere and he came up to me at the party afterwards and said, now I know why I didn't get that job. And I was like, oh, no. He said, no, you, you did things with that role I never would have done, but I, I I have always been. And by the way, he beat me out for um, Broken Hearts Club, 
um, right, before, right before career I was just so, watching that yeah. the other day. So have y'all been like career rivals? Right. Uh, well, we not. I mean, as much as we can be. When I was a, when like you know, he has the voice of a god and lives in New York and does Broadway, and I was in L.A. and I'm a, you know as white as they come, and <laughs> and I stopped acting for the most part about you know a decade ago. So um, uh, maybe longer actually, but. Um, so no, we we weren't really rivals. <laughs> no, there was no there's no point in being rivals with anybody really in this business. Right. Yeah. Wait, are you in LA right now? Yeah, I am. I am. Oh, nice. Yeah. How is it? How is it on the West Coast? We're in New York, obviously on the East Coast right. during uh, this pandemic. So how? Is, I feel like New York and California are like the worst yeah. right now. So yeah, well, I think it's not. Worst. I think yeah. it's not going to be long. I think Florida and. Uh, New like New Orleans, that those areas are about to get hit really, really hard. Uh, we're behind you guys. Um, yeah. uh, we had a little more advanced warning than you guys, and we're also yeah. LA is naturally a city of isolators. We, mm, yeah. we we live in bigger spaces. We drive every place. Nah, yeah. so there's a little more inherent separation. It's still hard for us. We're still a very outdoorsy you know, gym going, I mean, getting the gays out here to give up the gym was like, I, I was yelling at gay friends. I was like, Bitch, go home. They're like, I'm wiping yeah. stuff down. I'm like, I don't care. Go home. Take a break. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no one's gonna see your body. Stay home. Right. Oh, oh, no, you can't tell. You can't tell a queen that. What are you? What are you talking right. about? A muscle? A muscle queen? No, no, no. They don't. They. Somebody's gonna see it because they're gonna put it on Instagram. Like, don't. You know, exactly. Exactly. With the rise of OnlyFans, I'm assuming everybody has an OnlyFans now. I, oh my god. Honestly, I'm I'm so lonely and horny. I thought about starting one. I like. Oh, <laughs> right. Right. They make some money. So anyway, but it's but it's you know it's scary. It's um, you know we're all, we're all in it together. So I just right. I, yes. hope, I, I you know I wish the freaking federal government could get everyone what they need to do their jobs. But. I know that's that's the thing. And then we learned today that one of my other icons, Chris Cuomo, has it too. And I'm obsessed with Chris and his brother Andrew. Obviously, is our governor. So mm -hmm. shout I'm out to with the Chris or his muscles. <laughs> I'm obsessed with Chris and his career and the fact that his brothers are governor i just love the comments and the muscles i heard yeah. muscles. do you and the are muscles. you are you old enough to remember mario their father yes and yeah. luigi yeah no. okay I, I know who mario is. No. that's not that's not right so i know we already kind of touched on uh, queer spoke a little bit. Um, one thing I wanted to ask that's kind of on my mind before we move on to other things, and we have so much we want to ask you. Yeah. There is a revival of queer folk coming up, and I know you say you've stepped out and you haven't acted in a few years, and you know you've changed into producing and all of that and creating, which is amazing. Would you consider coming back for the reboot or revival that they're doing? I would, but they're not. That's not the kind of reboot they're doing. They're okay. doing a. They're doing a total. New new group, I think new city um, yeah, of, of people. So it, it's a totally, totally, it's really just the name. It's kind of like Charmed, what they did with that. It's like a, they brought it back, but it was a completely different, you know, yeah. sister, you know, same premise, but different. Yeah. yeah. I'm a little bummed if I'm being really honest. Yeah. yeah. I'm bummed too. too. I, you know, we're still really close, the cast. And and uh, in fact, I was on, a, I'm on a text chain with them right now. We're going to, I think we're going to do a little, um, sort of virtual convention 
um, to raise the money for for the LGBT centers around the country. So, oh, um, but uh, but we you know we we and we were all sort of as all these kind of reboots and revivals were happening, we had just, we had started talking and about sort of oh well, is there a version of this that we'd be excited about and you know who's who's interested and who's not and all that stuff. And then we got word that this other thing was happening and we were too late to the to our own party. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I really think that they should consider you guys, like we have said, you really changed our lives. You shape our lives and people around the world. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think it's almost an insult not to consider you guys, not to even come to you guys for this. So hopefully with everything pausing with the pandemic that's going on, they think about it and come back around. <laughs> right. uh, because I mean, even a movie like you, I mean, the show and all of you as actors was so really well done. Yeah. I would love I would love for there to be something. I would love for there yeah. to be a movie to check in on those characters and it's also, you know, the gay community is so youth focused and this is just another, you know, it, it's it's another thing where they're going to be rebooting it with like 20 25 year olds and and uh I would love to see, you know, sort of like where how did how did their lives take shape, you know? Right. So. Um, but, Where are they now? Where are they now? <laughs> but I, I am, uh, I am not the boss. So, um, so we'll, we'll you see how be. it all plays out. <laughs> you could be the boss. Excuse <laughs> me. All right. Yeah. I have, I have another question too. So, what have you been doing since Queer as Folk? Obviously, the Fosters and your new movie, The Thing About Harry, which we are so obsessed with, and I think yes, like, we're going to get into that. In a second. I think everyone <laughs> in the entire world is um, obsessed with. So tell us about your journey since Queer as Folk, since discovering yourself as this new found creator, producer, and all of the amazing projects you have going on now. So um, I decided I wanted to be an actor when I was six. And that impulse, it, 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 if, I, being an actor was like the only word I had for what I did, which is like, if you came over to my house for like a play date, I would make up a play, I would teach it to you, and I would make us perform it for, you know, my parents and charge them like a quarter. Um, <laughs> um, uh, back then a quarter was actually, you know, you could, you could buy something, you could buy some candy with a quarter. But, um, uh, and, but I, I think I didn't know that that really what I wanted to do was tell stories. I wanted to write and direct. And, um, uh, but when you tell people you wanna be an actor, no matter how old you are, all they do is try to talk you out of it. It's all, it's, yeah. The, right. yeah. it's the, for everyone's first response is, oh, don't do that. Oh, you're smart. Oh God. Oh, it's such a hard life. Oh, no, no, no. no. So it yeah. just gave me an ax to grind. Like I was just like, oh, I'm gonna prove you wrong. I went to acting school, even at, even at the end of acting school, I went to one of the better acting schools in the country. And even at the end of acting school, they were like, you know, you're really a director, right? And I was like, bitch, I just <laughs> graduated with a $100,000 degree in acting. Like, what are you talking about? And I couldn't really hear it as an objective statement. I heard it as like, you're too ugly. You're too gay. You're not going to work. Save yourself the suffering. And I was like, we'll see. We will see. Yeah. Right. And so anyway, so I, I went out into the business. I struggled mightily, but I hung in, I hung in. I started working and then finally Queer as Folk happened. Queer as Folk was what I needed to be able to like check that box off and be like, I did it. I did it. Nobody can, yeah, say, yeah. I didn't, nobody can say I didn't succeed at that business. And as soon as I had that moment, and it was really about six months into Queer as Folk. It was like before the first season was over, I was like, I want to be writing and directing. 
And I, wow. and I started from there, I started, I, I had a feature um, that, that I ended up producing, I think between seasons four and five of Queer um, called Say Uncle, that was me and Gabrielle Union and Kathy yeah. and Lisa Edelstein and a bunch of Melanie Linsky, like a bunch of amazing people. Um, and that really kind of got my feet wet. And that led to my getting a, um, uh, my getting a writing partner. We were very lucky. The first couple things we wrote, we sold. And that just got me into the game. And um, so it was, you know, we, there, were, there were quite a few years of um, writing pilots that didn't get made and setting up movies that didn't get made. And then finally, uh, in 2012, we created The Fosters. And um, that was an amazing, amazing gift. Um, that ran for five years. We spun Good Trouble off of that show. Yeah. And um, and uh, now there's and then and then just like this this past year, uh, I got to do the thing about Harry, which was which has been a total joy. So there's so many uh, people in the Fosters whose career, as far as the kids go, that you launch um, Noah Centino, like who's very well known now, like became known through the Fosters. I know he re uh, replaced an actor who uh, used to be on um, Wizards of Waverly Place. That uh, JT Austin. So I, I was really impressed by when I saw that change. I was like, oh no, but that's a change that worked for the show. I think having that character mm -hmm. came in. I'm very, I've known uh, Sherry Song for years when she did One Life to Live. Um, that show was really groundbreaking, especially I think for ABC Family at the time and then Freeform. How did you feel about that show? Did you think that show was going to take the heights that it did? Um, I, <laughs> I am. Uh... I am such a fan of my own work <laughs> that that by the time something, I mean, and this isn't true of everything. There are definitely things that I think I've missed, but generally speaking, by the time something gets, you know, I knew Queer as Folk was going to work. I just knew it. And I felt the same way about the Fosters. I knew there was something special. I knew we had lightning in the bottle, even as we were making the pilot. Um, yeah. Did I know it would last five years? Not definitively, but I kind of thought it would because Queer's Folk had gone five years. Why wouldn't the Fosters yeah. go five years? You know, right. <laughs> um, and uh, so, you know, there was a lot of, um, uh, there were a lot of signs that sort of said like, yeah, you're onto something here. And, yeah. um, uh, you know, you, you never know how something's going to work or not work, but, but I, I, I am a, a huge optimist so i i am you know often imagining the best case scenario so where do you think your optimism comes from um i i don't know <laughs> i don't know um my parents i i i don't know that i would call i don't think my mom's an optimist i, I my dad maybe <laughs> is an optimist but but um i don't i don't really know I think it, it comes like from enthusiasm. It just instilled in you. It comes from my enthusiasm for for what I do, and I, I think yeah. that, passion. That's great. Yeah. yeah, passion, passion oh, drives. Love that. Passion drives You've everything. created such a great universe with the Fosters and and Good Trouble. What has been your favorite, or you feel like the most important storyline that you've told thus far? Uh, well, first I just want to say, like you know, that it's not just me by any means. Like I, my my producing partner of Bradley Bredewig, we created the Fosters together, and then Joanna Johnson yeah. came on board and helped us to to run that show, and then and created uh, co-created Good Trouble with us, and she's running Good Trouble now. 
Um, mm -hmm. uh, She's fantastic, by the way. Um, I knew Joanna from Bold and the Beautiful. You, coming so you're in. a you're a big soap queen, huh? Soap, soap queen. queen. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but I, I I think I, I noticed that those moments in soaps, like Joanna being the first uh, lesbian on Bold and the Beautiful, playing that character, like I. I worship those kind of things because it's those moments that shaped me as a creator, as an actor, and made me want to do, you know, and you, you're part of that world. Oh. Like, you shaped me. So mm -hmm. it's just like those moments always stick out in my head. So I remember them. I can give you an encyclopedia on soaps any day. Call me. I got <laughs> yeah, All right. <laughs> Not sure if you've noticed, but Pride the Series is very soapy. Yeah, very soapy. <laughs> we're we're a digital soap off. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yes. So anyway, they're, yes, they're all fantastic. And, and I just want to say that. In terms of storylines, you know, there are a lot that I'm really proud of. I, I on the Fosters, I think Jude's coming out storyline is yeah. really, really special. You know, that ended up being the youngest same-sex kiss on on television. That's right. And, uh, and we took a lot of heat. I was not surprised. I was not expecting it at all. And we took a lot of heat for it. Um, even yeah. from some gay people. There were gay people who were like, you making us look like pedophiles. And I was like, did you even watch it? It's the most right, taste yeah. thing. Like it's it 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 is. You know, nobody called Anna. You know, uh, Macaulay Culkin and Anna Chlumsky after My Girl. Like nobody was like, right, you know, right. it's a pedophile. Like, like it was so such a false equivalence. I it, I found it really really shocking and frustrating. But I'm super proud of that yeah. story, and I think it mattered to a lot of people. Um, but but there are yeah there are a million others. Just you know. Um, normalizing conversations about uh, the foster system and adoption and yeah. normalizing conversations about same-sex parenting. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I, I just, all, all stuff I'm super duper proud that we put into the world and that people embrace on a week to week basis. Cause I think that's really Absolutely. where the shift happens. Yeah. 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 And Absolutely. so, if given the opportunity, would you want to do like another spinoff? I mean, nowadays it's all about spinoff after spinoff after spinoff and like creating this whole universe. Um, You've already got it started. So. I look there, you know, I love all of those people and I would work with them all till the end of my career. Um, mm -hmm. I got other stories I want to tell and I'm excited about. So, um, yeah. you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Okay. That's great. And well, what we thought was refreshing was uh, that you had a pansexual character um, in uh, the, the thing about, about Harry. Yes, let's which, talk about the thing about Harry. You know, we I don't know if we've ever we've never really experienced like a pansexual like that. You know, that says that actually subject. says I'm pansexual. Right. And so confident mm -hmm. in saying that. Right. right. Um, and so handsome. He has been just woo! poor poor guy. Poor Nico. Literally, my director of photography, every time there was a close-up of Nico would be like, I just want to punch him in the face. I, yeah. I, was, I, I literally was triggered by every relationship I ever had. I was, yeah. I was upset. But I was <laughs> like, Sam. I'm Sam. I'm Sam. No. I was so <laughs> upset. I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> Um, so look, I mean, there are, there have been a few other pansexual, I think David on, um, Schitt's Creek identifies as pansexual. I think he doesn't, I don't know that he yeah, used the yeah. word, but in talking about all the different kinds of wines that he likes, I don't know if you remember right. that, that like really great scene with him and Stevie. Um, so we're not the only ones, you know, trading with those, but I, in, in, um, constructing my rewrite of that movie, I I didn't, it felt old fashioned to me. It felt like my generation, not your generation, um, that to have two gay guys. Like yeah. it just didn't seem, 
you know, sexuality is such a spectrum and your generation has so embraced that. And mm-hmm. I, I recently read a thing that, that over 50% of high school students, over 50% identify as something other right. than straight. Wow. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and that's really, you know, kind of astounding considering in my generation, it was like three to 5% of people, if given anonymity, would identify right. as queer. You know what I mean? Exactly. So, so exactly. it's a big, 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 big shift. Um, but I, so I didn't, I didn't think it would, I didn't think it made sense for there to be two gay guys. One. And then two, it also gave me this kind of great opportunity for twists and turns um, in the film. And once that, once those two things clicked in, I got excited about, about um, how to, how to build it. So. That's amazing. That's a great. Were you excited with all of the love that came with the launch? I mean, that was like, what, six weeks ago six when it launched? Ago, right? yeah. but it was mm-hmm. Valentine's it was Day. February so- 15th. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, the, to be perfectly candid, the numbers for the movie haven't been as good as I thought they would be. Really? Because the press be like, ate it up. The press ate it up. We got so much attention. Everyone who watches it has, lo- not everyone, but almost everyone loves it. Like, Twitter <laughs> yeah. is nothing but raves for the movie. And, yeah. but just it, there is so much content and people's eyes are pulled in yeah. so many directions. And, yeah. and, you know, not enough people in my estimation. And and look, it's going to be around for a while. It is available. It is available for purchase on iTunes for the mere, for the very cheap price of $2 and 99 cents. So please go and watch it and not because I don't, you know, I'm not getting a cent of that. Don't this, it's not, it's, I just want people to see it. I'm so proud of it. And I'm so proud that it exists. That Disney it's made so it. Good. It you know? is. Yeah. It's so That's good. why it's, I it's, thought it was great because it was on Freeform. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. if, you know, we, we, what was it before it was Freeform? It was, uh, it was ABC, ABC Family. Family. Oh, right. And so it was, you wouldn't see anything like that. No. You know, yeah. on, on actually uh, Freeform and ABC Family, you and Marlene King have actually been mm-hmm. credited with, bring, with bringing the LGBT community and making us a focus on yes. Freeform and ABC Family. And I think that you both have done a really good job. That was one night when uh, it was Pretty Little Liars, the Fosters, and it was like all right together. And I was like, yeah. wow, this is a night of gay. This is great. Yeah. <laughs> they, that network, they they don't get enough credit. They, they are, they have been absolute champions of diverse voices and, yep. and insistent on it and fearless about it. They, the only pushback we have gotten, and I mean this, in seven years of creating content for them, was we wanted Jude's kiss with Connor to happen the first season of The Fosters. And they were like, he is a little child. Please wait a year. That was it. That was it. And when Mariana had a threesome, they had to they had to walk away and, and take take a deep breath. When Mariana had a threesome on Good Trouble, they needed they came back and they were like, okay, we're good. But they but they were like, Whoo, all right, whoo, let us go. Let's go, <laughs> let's go talk about it. Be, um, that, and that must be feel really liberating for you to be able to create your own content and not really have so many hands in the pod. I mean, you have your producing team, your writing team, but it's so amazing that they're able to step back. They, yeah, they have been, I mean, they, it's not to say that they're hands off because they're not, but they, but, yeah. but the notes they're giving are creative notes. They're not giving, they're not policing the storytelling, if that makes sense. And they're Why certainly you, not policing it for queer content. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think they're being so progressive? Because I think they might be one of the only family platforms, let's say, that yeah. is so aggressive. So do you think that you're leading the charge or you and your team are leading the charge or? It, I think they. Why do they have the gumption? I think they, you know, look, everyone um needs a lane 
in this in at this moment yeah. in time. And I think they realized when they took over, you know, Kate Jurgens was the head of creative for ABC Family and she bought the Fosters. And um she it was important to her to tell stories that reflected the actual the way that the world looks. Yeah. And mm -hmm. and they had success with it. They put Secret Life of the American Teenager on it. That did well for them. And then and I think yeah. that 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 emboldened them to do Pretty Little Liars the way that they did it. And then that emboldened them, you know, we came in the log line, the tagline for ABC Family when we pitched the Fosters was a new kind of family. And we yeah. walked in the yeah. and I said, "You want a new kind of family? We got one right here." <laughs> and that that's what they bought, you know? So um, I give them a lot of credit for just recognizing that young people lived in a different world than television was showing. And they wanted to more accurately reflect that. And it, and it worked, so. So true. It's very true. Okay, so I want to play a little game. Okay. So I know that you're a fan of rom-com. I am a big fan of rom-com. You're a big fan of rom-com. Clearly. So we're going to play a little game. What rom-com is it anyway? Okay. <laughs> I try to come up with a couple. <laughs> uh, please don't come after us for copyright. Thank you. <laughs> we're just starting with We'll All start right. off easy. All right. So, you complete me. Uh, that's uh, you complete me is um, you. Oh my God! It's Tom Cruise and Renee Zellweger. It's uh, uh -huh. what's uh, Jerry Maguire? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, okay. Here's another one. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Dirty Dancing. Don't insult me. Yay! Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. We're gonna get a little yeah. little Start off easy. Start off easy. I'm also just a girl. Standing Notting Hill. Boy. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He said, "Don't try me." <laughs> okay. I already know you're gonna get this one. When you realize you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody, you want the rest of your life to start as soon as possible. I oh, I can hear it, but I actually no, can't come up with it. Sure. Don't. When you realize you want to spend the rest of your life, it's closer to you than you think. You closer to you than you think. Your inspirations. It's not when Harry met Sally. Yeah, it, it is. Oh, Jesus. Well, there you go. All right, when Harry met Sally. All right. <laughs> I didn't know that either. All right. All right. All right. Next one. Have you ever fallen in love with somebody that you haven't even talked to? Uh, that's got to be You've Got Mail. No. Oh, good guess. That's a good guess. Oh. It's not. Around the same time, though, while you were sleeping. Which is my favorite rom-com. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. That's humiliating. I'm sorry. I, I give back any, any rom-com card that I've been given. That's oh, right, right. the shame. A little hard because I know you're a rom-com fan. Yeah. Okay, so I have. I think I'd miss you even if I if even if we'd never met. I think I'd miss you. I'm no idea, no clue. No, no. Um, it's a little obscure. The wedding date, Deborah Messing. Oh, I actually believe it or not, I watched that movie prepping to shoot. Uh, when the thing about Harry. Um, really? And I, yeah, it, it was a, yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. That's, yeah. Yeah, it's not a, like a super popular yeah. one. Yeah. But, but I did just see know. it. This is more an okay. indication about, about what all the, you know, legal pot is doing to my memory than anything. Two more, two more, two more. This one's obscure. Um, here's the deal. I love you. I know I do. Because I've never been so scared in my entire life. And I once shared an elevator with Saddam Hussein. Just me and Saddam, and this is way scarier. I love you. 
It don't tell me. Don't tell me. Um, oh God, this is way scarier. <laughs> it's not. It's not broadcast news. No. Um, I just. I just saw this. <laughs> no. Oh, it's, it's Bridget Jones. It's Bridget Jones' diary. No. No. So this is like, it just came out, Longshot. Oh, it's Longshot! Of course it is! <laughs> I love Longshot. I thought that movie was so charming. It gets kind of stupid at the very end, but overall, yeah. I, I, but they're was, so charming together that I yeah. just couldn't get it. Yeah, it was surprisingly really yes. cute. Uh, yeah, I thought it was charming. Okay, last one, and you better get I, this one. Dear God, this is, this is really bad. I failed. I'm failing at this quiz. We put the pressure on you. We, we did. We put the pressure. Okay. And I even know how crazy I make you because I know that means I matter to you. And mattering to you is kind of all I ever wanted. That's the thing about Harry. Yeah! <laughs> it's okay, funny, that line, I, when I added that line to the script, I delivered a draft and my executive, she singled out that line and she was like, I was, she was like, I was sitting alone in my house reading and started weeping at that line. She was like, that's the line. And she was, that's what you did to me earlier. Yeah, and literally when I watched the movie, I was like, that line right there. Like, <laughs> did, I was shook. Did you know that was gonna be like a, a zinger or did you was just like writing and it <laughs> happened to work out? Like, uh, I, I mean, I, like I said, I'm a fan of my own work. So I was writing it and I was like, yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> I'm usually laughing or crying at at the scene like i'm i they make terrible fun of me at work because i cry all the time but i'll be like i'll be i'll just be writing a scene and just tears and everyone will be like oh is it good and i'll be like it's so good, it's so good. It's so good. So. I love That's that you amazing. came back and acted in the movie. I yes. thought that that was really great and it was kind of like a grown-up image like i love that thank I you love that little thank love you that. it was really it was fun to do and it's very it very much mirrors my relationship with jake like you know, Jake Burrell, he's so wonderful in the movie. I, by the way, I want to give a shout out to, to all the cast. Like, Jake Borelli, yes. so brilliant. Nico Taro, first job ever. Nico Taro, never yes. had a job on camera. Yeah, yeah. Astonishing. Britt Barron, how fantastic is she in that she movie? She was amazing. And mm -hmm. just, just showing up. And Karamo, it's such a mensch for coming and playing, playing that total dick. And I just love him for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really, the whole, the, whole, the whole crew was just amazing. But, um, uh, it was really, really fun to act again. Like I said, Jake, you know, Jake came out a year ago. He came out about a year, almost exactly a year before we started shooting the movie. So oh, yeah. Um, yeah. he had just kind of started this ride as an out gay actor playing a gay role. And there are really a handful of us who've done that. There are not many yeah. people. Yeah. And we went out to dinner one night and he just started asking me all these questions. And it's all these things that I, that it almost had never occurred to me that I knew or things, experiences that I'd had um, that he, you know, so he, um, that I was able to just to share a little bit of wisdom from further down the road. And so yeah, it, it, awesome. it mirrored, the, those scenes just felt like him and me just hanging out. So did you, you handpick Jake to play Sam? Yes. Yeah. I, amazing. I, amazing. I, yeah. I, so <laughs> the, here, so Krista Vernoff, who's the executive producer of Grey's Anatomy in Station 19, um, Krista is one of my best friends of 30 years. And, uh, and so um, 
we were out to dinner and I was telling her, oh, I'm going to do a rewrite on this movie. Um, by the way, I, I have to, I get in trouble if I don't say that Joshua Center wrote the original drafts of the script and we both are credited on the script. So, um, jo and I said, Here, here's what I'm going to do with the movie. And I'm pitching her over dinner. I'm pitching her the movie. And as soon as I pitch her the character description of Sam, she, um, she goes, oh, you mean like Jake Borelli? And I was like, I do mean like Jake Borelli. <laughs> and when the movie got greenlit, the I had pitched Jake in conversations with the network and they called me right away and said, we're ready to make an offer to Jake. And I was like, oh, okay, great. And I called Krista and I was like, ready to make an offer to Jake. And she was like, you, you can't have Jake. Jake has a job. I, I, Jake is <laughs> right. doing Grey's Anatomy and a crossover on Station 19 and on and yeah. on and on. And I was like, oh, brutal. Okay, all right. <laughs> Um, and then we started casting. We saw some really good guys, but nobody, I couldn't get Jake out of my head. And yeah. right before we got into Chemistry Reads, I called Krista again and I was like, is there really no way I can have him for three weeks? Really? And she was like, give me an hour. And, <laughs> and she called me back. That's a real friend. A real friend. She called me back and said, I would not do this for another living being on this planet. I'm going to rewrite a script so that you can have Jake for, for the three weeks that you need him. So, oh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty great. I love that. And it ended up being perfect. It yeah, was perfect. Yeah, it was kismet. Yes. Kismet. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was pretty, pretty awesome. So, Well, congratulations on all of the love that you have been getting with the thing about wow. Harry. Wish you more love, too. It's going to continue to be just like, a staple yeah. within the LGBTQ media. It is. And it's just- Thanks. Spread the awesome. word, you guys. Spread the word. I hope people, I, I want it to be. I want, I wanted that, you know, I love, I rewatch rom-coms all the time, even though right, my yeah. my score on that quiz would not indicate that. <laughs> um, uh, but um, I, uh, I wanted there to be one that you could, anytime you were feeling a little melancholy, you could, you know, plop yourself down on that couch and wrap yourself in a blanket and and pull it up and just have 85 minutes of feel good queer rom com. Yes. And perhaps yeah. there's a pandemic going on outside. <laughs> <laughs> you got nothing else to do. So. Yes, so and you 100% succeeded. And again, thank you for being part of my. You know, we I created Pride the series, and you have definitely been and inspiration and seeing your work and seeing what you've done and not being afraid to share those stories and tell those stories. I've said, okay, you know what, I can do this. And I think that part of it is, it's like, like you said earlier about um, that thing about Harry, like it takes a moment for people mm -hmm. to like catch on and you're waiting for people to, and that's how we feel about pride. And, you know, again, thank you for everything that you're doing and all the eyes that you're putting on all of us young queer artists who are trying to get our work out there. Know. You guys are awesome. <laughs> thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure. And I wish you, you, you guys the best, best, best of luck with everything, all right? Wow. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank you, Peter. Thank you guys. Bye. 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 Welcome, Welcome back, back, guys. Welcome wow. back. What a great wow. interview. You guys, that was like full 360 as I was a young gay man looking at Emmett Honeycutt right. as like an icon in the community and I just chatted with him. That just That's happened. Crazy. We're peers now. Right. We're peers. We're basically <laughs> friends. We're going out for brunch when the pandemic's over. Yes. Can you imagine? No, That'd be no, so no, cool. no, you imagine. Maybe. <laughs> that was great. It was really cool to hear like his story from A, getting the part as Emmett and Queer's Folk, taking a break, and then realizing or like giving into his passion of creating and directing and then coming up with like two humongous so projects, the Fosters and the thing about Harry. Form. 
Yeah. Uh, he's really the eyes of the gay community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's amazing. You know so now I mean? he needs to um, <clears throat> fun pride the series. <laughs> wow. That's asking a lot. That's enough. No, but I would love to work with Peter one day. Yeah. As, as an actor, as a, as a writing partner, I think that. In any capacity. I, I think that the work he's done when he was telling us about um, the first movie he did with Gabrielle Union mm-hmm. the day, I just thought that, you know, you, you come into something, and I think we all can attest to this. I remember when I was first going. When we were first going to college, all we knew was stage. I didn't know anything about film and TV, and then I realized, oh, film and TV is actually what I want to do. So I think that he was right. People do come into things later on when they make a realization mm-hmm. about what they want to do in life. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm waiting to have that realization. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you have the podcast and Pride the series. That's true. Which you can go watch on Amazon Prime right now. That's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's Tubi true. TV. And Tubi TV. Um, you will see the Pride logo sitting right next to all new and old episodes of Degrassi. Oh, oh my God. Love that. So we're right next to Degrassi, so that'll be great. You should go watch that. We love that. So Peter alluded to there being a new Queerest Folk. What do we think about that? Um, um, I think, I think... It's for this generation. Right. So, so as it's long fine, as, it's great. As long as, like, the the intentions aren't lost and we're still educating and trailblazing, I think it's fine. It is a missed opportunity to not have the old cast come back, I mm-hmm. think. But, you know, it is what it is, and maybe they'll... You know, it'll change down the road, hopefully. It's like RuPaul's Drag Race Season 12. It's for this generation, yeah. yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, listen, as much as I think that those things are, are great and that, that is true, it's like the Connors, for instance, you know, after they got rid of uh, What's-Her-Face, mm-hmm. um, it still feels like anybody can watch that. Uh, Raven's Home feels like, oh, it's still That's So Raven, but she's the parent now. Right. So there is a the way... The L word. The, the L word. I think there are ways to do shows like that where it still feels like, even so after speaking to uh, Peter, Good Trouble, like it still feels like the Fosters, but we're just now focusing on the kids and the focus right. is changing. Right. So I think there's a way that they could have done Queer as Folk and had them be there because if they remember, Melanie and Lindsay has two kids that at this this point oh, would have right. been teenagers mm-hmm. that they could have focused Gus. on. Gus could have been part of it. And yeah. Gus, mm-hmm. like, we could have focused on those people yeah. and then still had them in the background. Debbie could have still... I was just about to say, the, what is Debbie yeah. doing right now? What do you think Debbie's doing well, right now? Well, Sharon Glass is a well-renowned <laughs> actress and I love her. I do too. She actually did a... My car tel- was named after her. Yeah, yeah, your forerunner. She she actually did a television spinoff of The Exorcist, uh, where she played Chris McNeil. Oh. Yeah, um, which you should go watch that. It was very very interesting, interesting mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I I mean I think that all the cast should be able to come back in some capacity. They definitely paved the way, yeah. and they should have that respect. I felt the same way about Charmed, although I'm all about. Inclusion, the new cast of Charmed is Hispanic women, uh, women of color. We love that. Uh, but I think you also can give nods to the original. Yeah. yeah. I don't think... Even if it is just like to quick cameos, you know, Usher just, like, in a, you know just like somebody coming into the to the diner or something. That's shit. always fun. And yeah. I don't want just them like playing little... new characters. I want them being themselves. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you know, but, we can't have it all. <laughs> right. But it was great uh, getting to speak with Peter. And it really was. Private series would have been nothing without Queer's Folk and Peter Page and all that he's doing. Yeah. Okay, so we will wrap this episode up. I hope y'all enjoyed it. Uh, Absolutely. We definitely enjoyed it. 
You can reach us at Pride the Series on Instagram, Twitter. Go watch Pride the Series on Amazon. You can reach Peter at the Peter page on Instagram and Twitter. Please go watch the thing about Harry. It's amazing. It's on Hulu and Freeform and iTunes for two ninety nine. Wow! Thanks, Whoopi. You know, I just want to bring it all together and let the people know where they can continue to look at us. Yes, <laughs> yes, I love that. Oh, and you can find moi at Ashley anyway. Aaron that's enough. For today. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we got. That's all we got for today. You gonna follow me, okay? Oh, Anyways, Ashley Aaron M. You can find me at Adam Andrew Rios on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok at oh, Box Wine oh, Poppy. Oh god, she done found TikTok. Box Wine Poppy with a zero. <laughs> oh my god. How about you, Brayden? I show the hell on TikTok because I'm thirty-something years old. Uh-huh. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Mr. Brayden Bradley. And you can find me at I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram and Darrell Anthony on Twitter. And Darrell Anthony on Facebook. Please go like my actor page. Like it. Love it. I <laughs> love it. Um, <laughs> Thanks, thank, everyone. Thank you guys so much. Stay home. Stay safe. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Get that Perel and keep it going. And join us next Wednesday for an all new episode of Pride the Podcast. Ooh, that's <laughs> <new>. <laughs> yes, we got a new jingle. Thank you guys so much. Love you all. Bye. 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 Bye.